time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima. Ich bin ein Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this. The American people, I think, is good people. They are. They have not to charge with the guilty of all the lies. Welcome back to the Cold War, episode 178. I don't want to be here today. Uh, how are you, um, Raimondo? I'm good. I'm great. I'm fine. I'm fantastic. And I guess, as usual, I'll just carry the fucking show, shall I? Yeah. All right. Yeah, All as right. usual. How was your uh, Thanksgiving? We're recording this a few days later than we normally right. would because uh, you had... Apparently, yeah. uh, something to give thanks for. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Anyway, I can't remember, but I enjoyed the food. So I give thanks for the f- Oh, that's right. Killing the Indians. Sorry, it came back to me now. Mm. We killed the Indians and took their land. Mm. Uh, no, it was a very humble affair with just myself, uh, the missus, the two legitimate children. And we just spent the day together, relaxed and eating food and getting stuffed and, uh, you know, just, just chilled. It, w- it was pretty nice. Pretty Right. Yeah. You you could have, you know, done some work instead, actually contributed to the world instead of just stuffing didn't, your face. That didn't occur to just me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Typical typical American attitude. <laughs> Did not Don't we just like, can't we just outsource that now? Isn't there an app? Fuck the world. Right. I'm just gonna eat. Well, my big news is that uh, yeah. Marketing the Messiah is now on Amazon Prime. I saw that. So Woo! if for Click. the folks out there yeah. that haven't seen it yet, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can watch it for free. And you should. On Amazon Prime in most jurisdictions. Uh, some people have told me it's not in Spain, it's not in France, huh. it's not in well, Brazil. Right. But, uh, it's but it see. is in right. the countries that really matter. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> You're a marketing guy, white. right? The white English-speaking countries. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't. We don't have. Um, what do you call it? Uh, sub well, oh. subtitles or uh, foreign language versions. Oh. So that's probably why it's not on right. those services. Um, but that's exciting. It. Hopefully, oh, yeah. a few more people will see the film now, and uh, you know, I'm sure it's only a matter of hours now before. People start knocking on my door, offering me large suitcases full of cash in order to make more movies. So not, we'll see. Not unlike what the CIA will do, but we will get to that later. Large suitcases true, full of cash. True story. A couple of guys in overalls knocked on our front door yesterday and they go, oh, yeah, we're here to replace all of your uh, smoke alarms with new modern smoke alarms. Hell and I yeah. swear to God. Hell yeah. These smoke alarms look like security cameras. Um, Don't get naked I'm in front pretty of them, sure, right? pretty sure the CIA knows we're doing this series. Surprised and they send some long. guys around. Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 to bug the house. Right. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Where do you want to start on the show now that seeing as you're running things today, right. yeah. Ray, where do you want to well, start? Let's just start with an observation. Um, in, in my intense prep for these two shows, I have clutched my pearls more in the last two days than I have done my entire life. Is that a euphemism no. for your, your nuts? 
No? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, let's go with that. But I, I clutch them gently. But, I mean, we are going to go into people that just are <laughs> fucking cowboys. They ignore the law. There is no law. They lie to their superiors. They steal money. And these are the good guys um, trying to stop the bad guy. I mean, there is just so much rampant lawlessness in the creation of the CIA and what they do in the first couple of years. It is staggering. I had no idea, but now I do. It just gave me an idea for a song. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> good. Uh, good, 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 good. I'm a song generator. Oh, what is that? I was... <coughs> I was scared to death, afraid to close my eyes and find that I was gone. Like every other one Left before the dawn, I vanished in the air. Am I still there? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> clutch me gently if you can. Clutch me gently. Just hold my hand Where my testicles Cast me gently <laughs> Pull my sleeve Now my pubes Cause where I Cause Oh Cause Where I'm at Is where That doesn't sound right I wanna leave Fuck Hey <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck Okay yeah. Uh, Alice Cooper song oh, "Wake Me Gently" 1977. Oh. Um, I thought it was. Well, the song I was going to play for yeah, you today that I, I've been practicing is. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, No, is that ABBA? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like sounds like ABBA. The early years. <laughs> early early ABBA. <laughs> Thinking of that song this week because I thought, you know, yeah, the CIA, the CIA is really America's ace of spades. That's right. The, that's the card they've been playing. Just to yeah, they can fix everything. Fuck the world up yeah. for the last seventy years. Yeah. Well, yeah. As as we're going to find out, because the last time we left off with Frank Wisner, um, 
just one of the many, and I don't really hesitate to use this word, fanatics, whether it's uh, an anti-communist fanatic or whether it's a religious fanatic or whatever, but we're going to run across a bunch of men who are dedicated to an idea that I think they think doesn't limit them as far as what the law is, what their bosses tell them what to do. I mean, it's like they're on a crusade and they know it's best. And these people can get together. They have very influential friends and they're going to make some incredible things happen that probably should have never happened in the first place. But we'll see that as we go along. So in February 1947, the British ambassador to the US, Sir Archibald Clark Kerr. Good name who is, was in fact an Aussie, we've yeah. mentioned him before, Yes, warned the uh, acting Secretary of State in the US, Dean Acheson, that England's military and economic aid to Greece and Turkey would run out in six weeks. Yeah, ain't got we've it. Mentioned this, we've mentioned this on, on earlier episodes, but it's worth going over again because it's central to uh, this whole period. Yeah. The Greeks, they figured, would need something on the order of a billion dollars over the next four years to, and I'm doing this in air quotes, yeah. fight the threat of <laughs> communism. <laughs> and by right? threat of communism, uh, what he meant was Greeks who were sick and tired of being fucked over by the royalty and capitalists yes. and who wanted a little bit more say over how yeah. the money was divided up in Greek. But in for purposes of this show, we will call that Threat of <laughs> communism, people wanting to take control right. of their own uh, country, yes. is the threat of communism. Just, just get that on a t-shirt. Just remember right. that threat of communism translates as, to, you know, people self-determining uh, how they want to run their country. Threat. Right. of communism. Got that. And to add on to that, uh, Walter Beadle Smith, who again, we said last, Bedell Smith, excuse me, who's in Moscow, he also sends a message to uh, Washington saying, you know what, I got to be honest with you, from what I can remember, what I know, what I've been told, it's the British troops who are the only thing stopping the evil Soviets from taking Greece. And so if they're going to leave somebody's got to do something. And when I say somebody, I mean the great United States of America. Everybody's weighing and by, in on this. Yeah. And by falling into the Soviet orbit, right. he obviously meant choosing their own path, but one that doesn't align with Western economic interests. That sounds right. So that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just translating this for <laughs> you here. You. Oh, thank you. <laughs> They're falling into... Honest to God, like yeah. uh, when I read these, I read books, uh, and and I think you know even um, Tim Weiner's book uh, on the legacy of Ashes, um, just use these sorts of phrases, right? Threat of communism, right. falling into the Soviet orbit. Yes, yes, yeah. they're just these stock phrases that get pulled out, even in the more credible. Cold War era books, when they're written by American or other Western uh, authors, but it's important to stop and think about what they what, what actually is meant by that. Right. Again, like the, the the communist parties in Greece, in Turkey, in Czechoslovakia, were run by Greeks, Turks, and Czechs. Local boys. They were. Yeah. They were <laughs> local boys and girls <laughs> and girls. That wanted communism for their country. Yes, they may have had varying levels of economic uh, support and strategic support 
from the Soviet Union, from right. Stalin and the Politburo. But the, these are independent movements. And it always fascinates me how, you know, when uh, when a, a country in Europe accepted Marshall Plan money, right. the Americans will say, well, they, you know, they, they wanted it. They accepted it. They loved yeah. it. You know, it was great. They wanted it. She came they, on to me. By they, they mean right. uh, some, pe- <laughs> some people right. in that country want it. But when, when people are trying to install communism... Oh. In those oh. countries, it's oh, all yeah. so they're falling into the Soviet Terrorists. orbit. It's the threat of communism. Yeah. You never hear them talking about the threat of capitalism <laughs> and falling into the American orbit. You no. know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. It jump. I don't know if it jumps out at you like it jumps out at me, but it jumps out of me like your balls in my face on a cold uh, Las Vegas winter morning. I'm like, what? What's going on here? What, how did what, this what's get this? Here? Right. What's, right. Where, where, how did these hairs get in my mouth? And why are my lips all blue? Um, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, no. And, and for him, it's like standard just writing. Where it's like, no, 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 no. It's it's 2020. You should be more careful with your words. But for him, it's just par for the course for writing at that time. Here we go. I'm not sure if you picked it. I'm not sure if you picked up the blue balls gag, but uh, <laughs> hmm. that was a that was a that was a sunny gag. Sunny gag. Oh no, I didn't. Get no, that. but uh, word on the street is he's out of here bagging most Saturdays. He'll he'll be here. Don't worry about it. Hunting is awesome, Dennis. Yeah. Get to wear sweet clothes and get wasted all day. Yeah, it's just like our normal lives, except at the end of it, we get to put our nuts in some dude's mouth. Uh, yeah, actually, I wanted to talk to you about that aspect of it. What's up? You're not happy with the plan? Well, no, look, we've been teabagging cricket since high school, yeah. you know? I feel like we need to make some progress. I think we should give him a gorilla mask. What's a gorilla mask? We put something sticky all over his face yeah. and then sprinkle it with shaved pubes. Mm. No, I don't like it. What? What's not to like? Cricket with a face full of pubes? Hilarious. Yeah, but where are we supposed to get that many pubes, man? We shave! Well, that's going to be a problem. My laser. It's like a turtle shell down there. What? Yeah, look, man, the classics are classics for a reason, okay? Why, why go and mess with that? Well, it's called progress, Dennis. Well, I don't want to make progress. We're sticking with the teabagging. But teabagging doesn't even leave a mark. <laughs> Fine, dip my nuts in ink or something and then put it in his mouth. That make you happy? Well, yeah, actually, I think that's a pretty good idea. That yeah, because it leaves idea. a mark all over. Holy him. shit, I'm glad we just thought It's right. an excellent idea. It's so like we can dunk him down Cheers, and like, glad, woo! We, glad we went through See, that. See, we're free thinking outside <laughs> oh, the box. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cricket, get him. Oh my god! Oh, we've been teabagging him since high school. Damn! Damn! How's this guy not offed himself yet? Anyway, uh, well, he was a priest. So kind anyway, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, yes. Truman's popularity back home, as we know, we've talked about this before, was plunging. His approval rating in the public opinion polls had fallen fifty points since the end of the war. Yeah. Mostly, I went back and, and went. I, I trolled, trolled, scrolled, strolled, crawled. Right. I, 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 I searched and read the, <laughs> through newspapers.com. Right. I dug up a whole bunch of uh, news stories talking about Truman in the opinion polls from 47, 48 um, in American newspapers to try and figure out what they were saying about Truman's popularity. And as, as far as I could work out, the, the major criticism of him right. was that he was trying, at this, at this stage, trying to be too much like FDR. Ah. He had adopted FDR's policies. Right. He was trying to be FDR, statesman like and, and and also publicly right. 
I think privately it was different. Like he'd been pretty tough on Stalin and the Soviets from the get-go, as we know, at the Potsdam conference. He was like, hey, Stalin, see this? This is my middle finger. This is for you. And we're going to drop a fucking bomb. Right. Um, But I think publicly he was still being a little bit more amenable to, well, we all need to get along. And he was being criticised for this. So this is obviously, as we've talked about in the past, where he decided he needed to come out with the tough guy right. persona. Midwestern you know, cowboy. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Kansas Pendergast, was it Prendergast? The uh, sort of uh, quasi-mob boss who ran Kansas, the political Pendergast. operation mm. there, Pendergast, Something I think, like that, yeah. that, he, that he came up underneath. Right. He decided he needed to look tough, and he started to depict... Stalin and the Soviets as if they were evil incarnate. Right. Uh, And this was helped along by Churchill and his famous Iron Curtain speech. So this is what is starting to go down around this point. He's dropping in the opinion polls and he decides or his advisors decide that the way to get back up in the opinion polls Mm -hmm. is to start, you know, sounding like uh, Trump. Basically, yeah. he had to come out. You know, he, he just added a P. Yeah. He was Trump. He was uh, Trumpin. Right. He added a P to his name, and he just decided to become Mister uh, Tough Guy. Right. But see, and uh, yeah. so that's going on around this time. Yeah. Right. And so you're right. He's playing catch up with the uh, Republicans because Joseph McCarthy of Wisconsin, Richard Nixon of California, they're already getting their names out there. They're sounding tough on the communist. On the communist, Truman's got a. You know, like you said, he's got to raise his game. So here's what he does. Truman and Dean Acheson, they invite to the White House Senator Arthur Vandenberg. Now, this Vandenberg is the uncle of his nephew, Hoyt Vandenberg, who's in charge of the Central Intelligence. This Vandenberg, the older one, the senator, is the chairman of the Committee for Foreign Relations, uh, and he comes to the White House. And so they're sitting down, and Acheson tells him, look, we, we just heard this stuff from the British Greece is under real intense threat. They might go the way of the communists. We've got to do something. The British are backing down because they just can't afford to write those big checks anymore. But here's the bad news, Senator. Congress is going to have to fit the bill. Now, before you say no, before you start freaking out on me, Senator, Dean Acheson goes into what he calls his domino theory. It's like comparing a communist state to a rotten apple that if nothing happens with this, it might infect the entire barrel. So they're trying to freak out the senator, but the senator is playing, you know, he's been around for a long time. He knows what's going on. So he says, look, Mr. President, the only way you are going to get this is to make a speech and scare the hell out of the country. Truman says, I can do that. And that's exactly what he's going to do. This is not about reality. This is, I mean, partly not about reality, but this is about um, strengthening his own base, trying to get the people back on his side because Congress is now controlled by the Republicans. And if he doesn't watch out in the next election, they'll control the White House as well. So this is all politics are local. He's been given some advice. So now he has to come up with a speech that will scare the hell out of the American people and Congress. And then he's going to ask them for a shit ton of money. Did anybody call here asking for Vandalay Industries? No, what happened to you? All right, listen closely. I was at the unemployment office. And I told them I was very close to getting a job with Vandalay Industries. And I gave them your phone number. So well, now when the phone rings, you have to answer Vandalay Industries. I'm Vandalay Industries? Right. What is that? You're in latex. Latex. And what do I do with latex? I don't know. You manufacture it. Right here in this little apartment? And what do I say about you? You're considering hiring me for your latex salesman. 
I'm going to hire you as my latex salesman? Right. I don't think so. <laughs> Why would I do that? Because I asked you to. Well, if you think I'm looking for someone to just sit at a desk, pushing papers around, you can forget it. Enough headaches just trying to manufacture this stuff. Vandalay Industries. <laughs> Kel Varnson speaking. <laughs> May we help you? Yellow. What delay industries? No. Vandalay! Say Vandalay! No, no you way, way, way off. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the right number, but this isn't an apartment. Yeah. What? Vandalay! Say Art, come on, his name's Senator Art Vandenberg. You can't tell me that Art Vandelay was not based on Art Vandenberg. I don't need a reason to listen to those clips. You can play them all you want. We'll just hit that and go. Now, I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but uh, his nephew, Hoyt Vandenberg, was about to be uh, fired as the Director of Central Intelligence. Right. After only eight months in the job. That's a long time. Uh, when uh, Senator Art is talking about, you know, uh, scaring the hell out of Americans. Right. Uh, are, are about the threat of communism. Now, we told this story before two and a half years ago, Ray, oh on episodes 91 to 93. Right. But it's worth retelling. As you said, he said, you've got to scare the hell out of the country. Truman gave the speech March 12th, 1947. Mm-hmm said that uh, the United States would have to fight communism. <clears throat> we will fight them on the beaches, he said. And they went, no, 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 no that, was, that was just fill-in text in the... In, we, I know we, 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 that we can't, right. you know... The proper text said, we yeah. will fight them with your money. I mean, uh, with the uh, taxpayer yeah. money, yeah. yeah. Anyway. We will give taxpayer money to American industries. Mm. Uh <laughs> He said they would have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars just to keep Greece oh my God. out of uh, right. self-determining the course <laughs> of their uh, own country. I think you oh, mean no, communist he said, clutches. Clutches. Communist yeah, clutches. threatened by the terrorist activities of several thousand armed men, oh my God. he said, yeah. making shit up as he went. <laughs> Without American aid, disorder might spread throughout the Middle East. Despair would deepen in the nations of Europe and darkness would descend upon the free world. Woe is me. And this, and this is when he concocted the Truman Doctrine, which goes something like this. I believe that it must be the policy of the United States to support free peoples who are resisting attempted subjugation by armed minorities or by outside pressures. Ah. So... Anybody. Or anyone who just decides they want to do something a little bit different in their country <laughs> that doesn't align with the orders that we have given them. Right. Yeah. So so to paraphrase, if any country that America deems as a, oh, I don't know, an enemy attacks any other nation that is friendly to America, then the United States would consider that an attack on America itself. I give you the Doctrine Truman. And what did Congress do? They the fucked- Doctrine Truman? 
Oh, they tr- really? Sorry, I give you the German doctor. Mm. Back when speaking, we are now. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, I think it's that gummy. I think I took it too soon. Anyway. Ovation standing <laughs> did Congress rise. Congress, yes. He, they give him a standing ovation for saying, we are going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars. That's insane. Now, to be clear here, when he says uh, to support free peoples who are resisting attempted subjugation by armed minorities or right. by outside pressures, again, we're actually talking about domestic yes. political parties free that are trying it. to yeah. overthrow right. uh, or, 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 or you know, change the, 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 the kind of government they have in their country. Is exactly the same as what the Americans did to the British in the American Revolution. Yeah. Uh, what the South did, uh, well, the North did actually. They they stopped the South from trying to break away right. during the American Civil War. Basically, it's not what he's saying. Isn't we're going if somebody gets attacked, we're going to defend them. Right. We are going to be on the front foot, stopping people from exercising their rights to determine the kind of government that they have in their own country. <laughs> that that's right. that's yeah. the actual translation of what he is saying in uh, militaristic code. Yes. But uh, political code, but because if you look at it, some of these examples we'll go through and we'll start with Greece and Italy. They weren't being attacked. They weren't attacked. No. It was just America coming in and going, what do you, you want to do what with your country? No. <laughs> don't no. Think so. No. Yeah. Did you, I don't, I don't remember. Dad, Barry, <laughs> Stan, did you guys give these guys permission to think for themselves? Huh. No? no. Did you give them a, well. did you give them a, you can think for yourself certificate? <laughs> I know we have, we, we printed one of those out for someone. Mostly I don't remember a, who it was. It was a gag. It was ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, for ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So <laughs> ourselves, that's the only one of those we've ever printed, right? We never went past number one. No. Just yeah, certificate number one. Yeah, just the one. Did we give anyone else permission to think for yourself certificate? No. We didn't? No. All right. <laughs> thanks. Get back to the copy room. <laughs> who, who was Stan and Barry's younger associate? Was that Teddy? Teddy, did you accidentally print out two copies? Fucking Teddy. No. So it turns out America is the only one who I'm could sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mr. Truman. with the button. I yeah. may have done that. Yeah. yeah. I was just, it was an experiment and... I heard you talk about the Atlantic Charter, and I just thought I got carried away. people people now had the right to think. Well, listen, yeah, when we say self determination of all peoples, Teddy, what we mean is self determination of all peoples in you know in brackets at the end to do what the fuck we tell them to do. Close bracket, right? You know, and if they yeah. choose not to do what we tell them to do, then they lose. The right of self determination. That's it's obvious. It's in par- it's subparagraph <laughs> B, uh, section yeah. 51.50. Now, Van Halen joke there, right. 5150. I threw in anyway, <laughs> it went over your head. Keep yeah, because it's uh, California <laughs> police code for as a crazy person on the loose. Oh, I didn't know that. because they must be crazy if they think they can think for themselves. Yes. Come on, no, that, that that shan't be tolerated. I remember over a decade ago when I was listening to your Napoleon uh, podcast, um, and the with the rise of Napoleon, some of these other kings might be going, whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't just go and get rid of a king like that. No, that's bad form. So you've got. 
the idea of the kinghood being questioned back then. You've had World War One, you have World War Two. It's now 1947, and they are still fighting. America and Britain are still fighting to keep the idea of a king on the throne. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. And like you said, the people have had enough of it. They want more uh, say in their gut and their government. They're actually willing to fight and die for it. And America is going to come in and go, "No, you can't do that." Did you? Do you want to know something? What? Uh, today is the uh, 2nd of December, 2020, yeah. and I'm recording this. Right. Do you want to know what's special about this date? Tell me, please. I'm a gog. This is uh, the seven-year anniversary of our very first podcast recording. Really? Did you say seven? Yeah. Wow. Seven. Tingle. 2013, Tingles. baby. I have tingles. 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 Tingles in your jingles. <laughs> wow. Wow. Seven years and we're still wow. talking to each other. Huh. Yeah. We both wow. either have really high or really low tolerance for stuff. <laughs> I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. So, wow. Yeah. Look at that, man. Seven mm. years we've yes. been doing this. That's longer than two of my three marriages. <laughs> Have lasted. Well, yeah. I'm pretty easy to get along with, so you're welcome. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Deep yeah, that's what D'Angelo deep. keeps telling me. <laughs> like, man, he's, he's so easy he's, to get along with. He's he'll good people. Take, Ra- raise good people. He'll take anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just lets me do whatever I want, never complains. Breaks me a sandwich. To, yeah. Mops my brow <laughs> when I'm sweating too much. Good, good people. Gets me, gets me some electrolytes when I need them. Uh, I can't quite finish. Know. He helps. Anyway. Keep my energy up. Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. He cheers me out sometimes. That's when he gets awkward. Right. Happy anniversary. Oh, and to uh, you. Buddy. Thank you. Look, in all seriousness, last last week when we didn't record because you were giving thanks for Trump, um, (laughs) uh, I missed it. It didn't feel feel like the Friday if we're not recording. Oh yeah, no. The, yeah. I, I, when when we on weeks that we don't record, I can't remember the day of the week that I'm in because I base everything on when we record. So I spent all of last week going, "What, what, what is today?" So no, I'm right there with you. Life makes no sense unless you're in it. I'm not going to cry. I am not going to fucking cry. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> anyway. Wow. And they and they said. Well, they didn't say anything because they didn't give a shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, we're still seven here years. after seven years. Yeah. Global domination, mm-hmm. fated everywhere we go. Uh, well, yeah. so, farted on everywhere we go. But fated, anyway, farted. Yeah. It's, it's so close. It's so close to being spelled the same way. So he gives this speech. Congress gives him pretty much a blank check. And as you can imagine, millions of dollars of my grandfather's generation's money head to Greece. But, you know, that's not all. There's also warships and ammunition and napalm and soldiers and guns and, of course, spies. Because wherever money goes, the spies are going to go. So, in fact, there are more Americans in, the, in Athens than there are Greeks. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. We get over there. We dominate. But yet... Here's the CIA. It's in its, it's not quite the CIA yet. It's this, you know, idea. They don't have a strong leader yet. You can have all the dedication. You can have all these spies. You can have this idea of what you want to do. You want to check communism. But overall, if you don't have a strong leader, what does that say about your organization? So they're still trying to figure themselves out. But at the very least, 
Truman's got what he's want. They're going into Greece and they're going to check this fucking red communist and not let them take over Greece, even though the people they're fighting are actually Greeks. So General Vandalay Industries, Hoyt, <laughs> uh, was due to take over the uh, newly created Air Force right. because this is when uh, Truman also created uh, an independent Air Force. Right. But he delivered a secret testimony before oh. he left the CIA to that. a secret, uh, very small <laughs> congressional right. committee saying that the nation faced foreign threats as never before. Mm. The oceans have shrunk. Until today, both Europe and Asia border the United States almost as do Canada and Mexico. Um, which, uh, as it turns out, is the same phrase that George W. Bush repeated after 9-11. And uh, Vandenberg said, we had to rely, uh, in World War II, we had to rely blindly and trustingly right. on the superior intelligence system of the British, but the United States should never have to go hat no. in hand begging any foreign government for the eyes, the foreign intelligence with which to say. Yes. And he finished by saying it would take at least five more years to build a professional American spy operation. Huh. And here's the funny thing. Right. 50 years later, <laughs> 1997, <laughs> CIA director George Tenet right. uh, said exactly the same thing. <laughs> and then in 2004, as he resigned from the CIA, he said exactly the but, same thing. Yeah, I reckon oh, it's about but, five years away. It's just great. I, American spy service yes. is always about five years over the horizon, just like Iran developing nuclear weapons. If you believe Benjamin Netanyahu, yes, or cold fusion or a cure for cancer, it's everything's always just five years away. Right. It's just it's it's long enough that uh, oh. you don't actually have to put your cock on the block for right. it, but it's short enough that people think, well, five years, that's not that long. I mean, yeah. we can, we can get, get through five years. If they said, listen, you're going to be in lockdown right. for five years before we can get a, a, a vaccine mm -hmm. for the Rona, right. you'd be like, oh, five <laughs> years? Well, that's not too bad. It's, I it, could it, do that. It's a set time. It's a set time. Yeah, I, yes. yeah oh, it's, there's an end to say. Okay, so, but my thing is, if you keep saying five years, basically what you're saying is, yeah, like you said, it's just far enough away where you think it can happen, but you're going to forget it. And for those five years, I'm going to keep asking for money, and we're going to keep doing crazy shit that we don't check in with Congress. We don't check in with anybody. We just kind of run wild. We're all a bunch of cowboys here. So again, they just perpetuate themselves. But it sounds good. Just give us five more years, we can have this up and running, and then we can save the world. I just thought of another thing that was five years away. <laughs> my um, getting to know my wife in a biblical sense? Yeah. 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 She was like, listen, yeah. five years. <laughs> just you can tap just this <laughs> in five years. Right. Oh, oh, oh hold yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, but uh. I got out a calendar. I made her circle the date and sign it, and I held her to that. So who's the man now? So you're <laughs> welcome. Pushing through the market square, so many mothers sighing, sighing, sighing. News had just come over. We had five years left to cry in. New sky wept and told us 
Earth was really dying Cried so much his face was wet Then I knew he was not lying I heard telephones, opera house, favorite melodies I saw boys, toys, electric guns and TVs My brain hurt like a warehouse and had no room to spare I had to grab so many things to store Everything in there and all the fat skinny people And all the tall short people And all the nobody He's just that's, talking about you that's here. me. The fat, skinny say, people, yeah. the tall, short people, the nobody that's people. Me. Yeah. And all the somebody people. Never thought I'd need so many people. Oh, that's deep. All right, skip the next verse and we'll just go. And it was cold and it rained, so I felt like an actor. And I thought of more and I wanted to get back there, your your race, the way that you talk I kiss you, you're beautiful I want you to walk We've got five years Stuck on my eyes Five years What a surprise We've got five years My brain hurts a lot Five years That's all we've got we got five years What a surprise five years stuck on my eyes we got five years my brain hurts a lot five years that's all we got that's what I do with my penis I was awesome anyway Never played that before. Good job. So, as you said a moment ago, Hoyt Vanderberg's tenure at the Central Intelligence would only be eight months, and he's finally gone to take on his new job, as you said. The new man, the Superman who is going to be taking over, who is the third person in charge, is Rear Admiral Roscoe Hillencotter, sworn in on May 1st, 1947. What can you tell me about Hilly? as he was known to his friends. Well, I can tell you that uh, to congratulate him right. on, on, the, uh, on the new gig, the, the new appointment, sh- sure. shall we say, sure. um, you know, they uh, came up with a little song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, what, what was the song? It's one of those days. It's one of those days. That's <laughs> it. Welcome back. Your dreams, your your ticket, ticket out. Welcome, Welcome back, back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you came around, around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Back here where we need ya Well, we tease him a lot Cause we got him on the spot Welcome back 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, Hill and Cotter. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We always could spot a friend. There you go. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. That was. It's one of those days. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I'm so I'm so tired and. Uh, you know, oh yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, in your head, all this makes sense. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm right there with you, yeah, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah, my head, yeah, <laughs> it's seamless. Let's go, Hill and Carla. <laughs> Welcome back, Hill and Carla. It's it's seamless. So he, uh, what do you? Well, yeah. I know that uh, he was an executive officer on the USS West Virginia, oh. your uh, hometown. Well, close. <laughs> Uh, a, a code name BB forty eight, not to be confused with the Star Wars drone. Different one. He was wounded during the attack on Pearl Harbor, Aww. and uh, after was in charge of intelligence. Right on uh, Nimitz's Pacific Fleet staff not until nineteen forty three. Not bad. I also know. Yeah. That uh, welcome back was a complete dud. <laughs> yeah. As one author wrote, yes. I love this. This is. I hope you, I'm going to put this on your uh, tombstone when you die. Uh, as one author wrote about Welcome Back, Cotter, he exuded insignificance. It's basically <laughs> going to just put that on your tombstone. Yeah. No, I, I get just that. R- yeah. Raymond Harris <laughs> Jr. Exuded insignificance. 1967? Six. Six. Yeah. 1966 to 2020. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm depressed. He, exude, he exuded insignificance. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you what Chrissy's putting on my gravestone? What's that? Uh, Louis, Louis Parla, uh, un po' l'italiano. Translation? He spoke a little bit of Italian. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad. It's not great, but it's Better than exuded insignificance. better than he exuded Ex- insignificance. Yeah, yeah, no, you'll definitely win that one. You win that contest. Not by friend. much, but uh, yeah, it's something. Yeah. yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. 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 Now, the great irony is that, one, he did have general background experience, but he wasn't that great. He certainly didn't command a room when he walked into it. But ironically, not only is he the third director of Central Intelligence, but as things are going to work out, he is going to be the first director of the CIA. But again, he's not going to be there long because he's only going to be in the office for 15 months. Again, the people of the CIA are still looking for that that strong man, that leader. They quite haven't found him yet. That's how I feel. <clears throat> oh, I'm here, baby. I'm here. Yeah, but you exude insignificance, so... Well, that's only for the waist it's up. Hard to, it's hard to get hard, you know, <laughs> with that. <clears throat> but you're not married <clears throat> to me. Right, go ahead. According to the according to the official CIA history of his right. era, yes. he should probably never have been director of the CIA. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, we fucked up when the when the organization Medical that you run bump. later says, yeah, no, yeah that was a big mistake. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. The only mistake I think the CIA has ever admitted to, yeah. was uh, hiring this guy, letting him run the place for yeah. a, a little while. But then uh, these secret congressional committee hearings that I mentioned early on um, where they were sort of talking about the creation of the CIA. Yes. It wasn't Hill and Cotter that was briefing the uh, few members of Congress that were invited to that thing, but Alan Dulles. Yes. 
a lawyer in private practice at the time, wasn't even working for the government at that stage. As we know, he sort of he got out after the war and went back into private practice with his brother, John Foster Dulles. Remember those names? Uh, Their grandfather and their uncle had both served as U.S. Secretary of State separate times. Yeah, they are American political royalty. Absolutely. Yes. They're probably expecting to get that job. It's just a matter of when. Which one is uh, Dulles Airport named after? John Foster. Yeah, yeah. JFD. JFD. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of D, as we get to John Foster Dulles, he was very D-minded, D-centric, D-focused, loved his penis, loved to satisfy his penis, Um and we'll get to that later. Well, yeah. Or we'll get to it now. Or we'll get to it now. Um, yeah. the, wait a minute. But the, the president of his college, Princeton, was Woodrow Wilson. Right. He had been a junior junior diplomat after World War One, and then a Wall Street lawyer during the Depression. Not bad. And during, uh, well, sort of in between the wars, he was in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was the OSS chief there later right. on, but he was in he was in Switzerland earlier on. I think, mm-hmm. um, sort of in the twenties and the thirties, he'd been a legal advisor to the delegation on arms limitations to the League of Nations, and during. That time when he was in that role, he had the opportunity to meet, hang out with, and reach a, do reach arounds <clears throat> with Hitler, right. Mussolini, Litvinov, and various leaders of Britain and France. So he was pretty well connected. Yes. Um, he had been the OSS chief later on in Switzerland, loved a pipe. He's described in one of the books as being genial in the extreme Aww. with twinkling eyes, a belly laugh, and an almost impish deep... No, sorry, that was Santa Claus. Yeah, um, close. No, actually close. both. Uh, yeah. Alan Dulles and Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> in fact, a lot of people would say, yeah. have you ever Is seen them that... in the same room at the same time? That, no. You haven't, have you? That's no. true. <gasps> Oh my God! You just but he was it. also a chronic adulterer. Uh, his sister, oh God, I don't of like all where people, uh huh. Oh yeah, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do. I really do. No, his sister said <laughs> that he had at least one hundred extramarital affairs. Yes, many during his time with the CIA. Oh, now, yeah. I, as oh, yeah. you know, Ray. Yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows more about being a secret agent than me. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm pretty sure I recall when I went through the uh, basic, uh, you know, secret agent training. One of the first things they told us was, uh, "Don't, don't fuck around, yeah. because it's a security risk." Right. Uh, right. And I said, like, uh, how you know, it's a, and it's a character flaw yeah, to it, be putting your country at risk by fucking around. Yes. I remember asking during my basic secret agent training, well. What size of a character flaw is it? And they said, "Well, you know, right down the bottom of your of your character flaws, yes. you've got uh, Pope Francis. Uh, right at the top, you've got Bill Clinton." And they said, "This is Bill Clinton level, yes, uh, character yeah. flaws. Just like seriously, we call it yeah, Mega Clinton. Right. You know, if you have sex with anyone when you're a CIA agent, right? Unless you're the one." 
that's trying to corrupt them. If they're if the person that you're banging right. is also a secret agent oh. or a diplomat, right? And you can put it down like that's what Bond would do. It's like part of yeah. intelligence In- gathering. interrogation with my penis. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't make me stick it in you again. Tell me everything. Who is number Who two? Who gave the order? <laughs> Who is number two working <laughs> for? Two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he claims yeah, yeah. he claimed later on in life to have been telephoned by Vladimir Lenin. Sure. When uh, he was in Switzerland, the day before Lenin left Switzerland to travel back to Saint Petersburg aboard a German train on April eighth, nineteen seventeen, um, Lenin called him to see if he could get a meeting with the American embassy, mm-hmm. um, supposedly, and I assume, like all good communists, to get America's support for his uh, yes. self-determination. Because that's what we're known for. Yes. Now, yes. Yeah. I just have to throw this r- r- out real quick. When it comes to Alan Dulles, picture someone who's completely in love with himself, who is completely confident, obviously born into wealth and privilege, probably never heard the word no, banged a bunch of women, mostly like ones he would be working for, uh, working with. When he was in Bern, Switzerland, um, for many years, he would literally tell people because because this is what you're supposed to do as a spy he would tell everybody not that not only was he a spy but he was a master spy he was one of the world's best spies everybody was always telling him what a great spy he is he didn't really actually do a lot he fucked up a lot of things he's known for one uh one major success in march of 1945 by getting a bunch of germans in northern italy to uh to surrender right before the war ends but basically this guy is like someone who you wouldn't put him in charge of the, of the money fund you wouldn't leave him alone with your 18 year old daughter but if you needed someone to go in and just cause a whole bunch of ruckus and and maybe entertain some out of town guests this is your guy so he's a whirlwind but what he is not as focused, dedicated, uh, and takes things seriously. He just, he loves himself and he loves to have a good time. And this is the guy that's supposedly a spy master that a lot of the Republicans in Washington are going, oh yeah, no, he's the guy. He's the guy. We got to get him. We got to get him involved because he is, he is the best that America has to offer. It was mostly fluff, but he, he sold himself well. Again, reminds me of you. Mostly fluff, but uh, sold himself well. No, damn it, fluffer. Remember our fluffer. first call, you were like, I'm a now, you were like, oh man, if you if you do a podcast with me, oh, <laughs> you're I'm going places, so baby, hard. going to the star. I'm, I'm just that. gonna, you know, twenty four seven. Oh, oh, gonna wear out. And then books. as soon as as soon as I gave you the job, you were all like, yeah, I kick back. You're not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I will. You, working on my day off, the goddamn steel shutters are closed, I deal with every backward-ass fuck on the planet, I smell like shoe polish, my ex-girlfriend is catatonic after fucking a dead guy, and my present girlfriend has sucked 36 dicks. 37. <laughs> Pretty much my, the first page of my biography. Um, when I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, not so Dulles, guys. in this secret yes. committee meeting with the CIA for the Congress about the CIA, he told them that the CIA would be directed by a relatively small but elite core of men yes. with <clears throat> a passion 
Right. For pussy. Uh, no, no, anonymity. No. A passion for anonymity. Yes. Passion for strange snatch. dollars. Americans had the raw material for building the greatest intelligence service in the world, he said. Aww. The personnel need not be very numerous. A few hundred good men would do the trick. The operation of the service must neither be flamboyant nor overshrouded in the mystery and abracadabra which the amateur detective likes to assume. (laughs) All that is required for success is hard work, discriminating judgment, and common sense. They said, you know, (laughs) fucking 100 women when you're a CIA operative uh, agent, uh, director. Flamboyant much? Good common sense? Yeah. He goes, judgment, common sense, really? He goes, oh, well, it's more on the hard work. Side of the uh, scales there, I think. Uh, you well, know, I not, that. not all yeah. of those things at the one time. Sometimes it's time for discriminating judgment. Right. Other times it's for uh, getting a bit of strange snatch. I yeah. mean, you know, in you you, you got to you know got to give a little bit. Right. To get a little bit. Give a little yeah. bit. Give a little I was bit. Just going there. Of too. My lo- oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but basically, he's disca- he's basically saying you need a rational, mature, dedicated person who does not want to be noticed, who doesn't seek fame. That's the exact opposite of what Dulles is. But again, the Republicans think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Give a little bit. Give a little bit of your pussy to me. Twice a day. Give a little bit. Give a little bit of my cock to you. There's so much that we need to share. Send a smile and show you care. Yes. Got him some Swedish strange. Yes. God. Uh, What he never really said was that what he really wanted was to bring back the good old wartime covert operations part of the OSS. And he does. Now, Truman... Yeah. And he does. Now, Truman uh, sort of launched the new American Cold War architecture when he signed the National Security Act of 1947. Mm -hmm. This is what created the Air Force as a separate service led by General Vandalay Industries. (laughs) And the new National Security Council, which was basically to be the White House switchboard for presidential decisions, it also created the Office of the Secretary of Defense and the first Secretary of Defense was Ray... The first Secretary of Defense was James Forrestal. His job was to unite the American military. And as you can imagine, I mean, this thing is a behemoth. Even after all the paring down after World War II, he's like, there's no fucking way these generals who are hardcore motherfuckers are going to listen to me, but I'll take the job anyway because it's got a nice title. This office, he said, will probably be the greatest cemetery for dead cats in history. I've got a feeling I should have a song for dead cats, but I. <laughs> what was that? I oh, know an Alice. There's an Alice Cooper song okay. called "Dead Babies." No, but I don't it's know not. Dead cats. Smelly cat from Friends, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know the words. No, I'm not going there. Okay, no. all right, all right. And uh, in that National Security Act, in sh- six short paragraphs, right. 
the CIA was born. Yes. Now, the interesting thing is uh, when you read through these paragraphs, they're fairly um, loosey-goosey, right. just like Stalin would have liked it at Yalta. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But the CIA was born like one of those thalidomide children in the 60s, um, born with major birth defects, um, <laughs> no arms and legs, right? really. But potential. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't walk. A heart of gold. Uh, <laughs> no, no. No. No, a heart of pure evil. Right, right. Um, its powers weren't really very well defined. There was no formal charter right. or congressionally approved funds. There was, it was just, oh, yeah, we're going to have an intelligence agency. Off you go. But, that was basically right. It. But here's the thing, though. Like you just said, there's no formal charter. It's vague. It's very short and sweet. And it doesn't really list what they can't do. If you get the right person in charge of that, where, they're, where their boundaries, their limits are vague, a big personality can take that and run with it. So for right now, they've got Hill and Cutter, they've got Hilly. He's not the kind of guy who's going to push things, but you've got to imagine, I mean, why wouldn't they think of this? But everything is vague. Once they get a powerful personality in there, this person is going to run wild because why? There's no one to check with. There's, there's, there's no one to answer to. And you really can't even tell him what his responsibilities are or are not. I mean, this could get out of hand and obviously it does very soon. And some people saw this coming straight up. Dean Acheson, yeah. who would go on to be the Secretary of State, said, I had the gravest forebodings about this organisation and warned the President that as set up, neither he, the National Security Council, nor anyone else would be in a position to know what it was doing or how to control it. Damn. Let me, let so me, yes. not really a surprise when it ended up doing stuff that nobody really knew about and they were unable to control it when, you know, Dean Acheson saw that from the get-go yeah. and tried to warn people about it, but no one listened. And let me, let me come at it from a different point of view, and this is how serious I am. I'm going to do my Obama voice. Let me be clear. The National Security Act said fuck all about secret operations overseas. It didn't say anything about it, so clearly no one's concerned about it because they're not going to be doing that right because we didn't say they could do that. The CIA, I think you said this on the last episode, is supposed to do nothing more than correlate, evaluate, and disseminate intelligence that it gathers from the State Department, the Pentagon, and other sources. You get all the information together, you clear it out, you make sure everybody knows what's going on, we're all on the same page, and that is how you effectively run your foreign policy see that's exactly what's not going to happen they're just going to run wild yeah the national security act said nothing about secret overseas operations it merely instructed the cia to correlate evaluate and disseminate intelligence paperwork but here's the kicker yeah 11 magic little words <laughs> tucked in there and it was instructed to perform other functions and duties related to intelligence affecting the national security. Now, what does that mean? Who the fuck knows? It can mean whatever you want it to mean. That's, right. and I'm being deadly serious, oh, yeah. oh, that's how you set these things up. To go. Yeah, well, we're going to want you to uh, correlate, evaluate, and disseminate intelligence and, and anything else. Right. Other, other And anything other else functions. you see fit. You know, yeah. stuff related like, to national security. Stuff. 
I put that. I put that in my wedding contract with Chrissy. Oh. I'll expect you to, uh, you know, just uh, you know, uh, uh, enjoy yourself, have a great time, right? Um, enjoy the celebrity, you know, be happy, right? You know, yeah. uh, 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 you know, uh, feel loved, be loved. Oh. And I might expect you to do some other things. Uh, other, uh, thank other you very functions. congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just sign, yeah, you'll just be sign expected here. to perform other functions. Right. Sign. Up the, up, <laughs> yeah. We're talking backdoor action. But the point she is. Was like, what is it? What is that? She was like, what are these other functions? I was like, it. oh, we'll, we'll work it out yeah. later. Details. Yeah, we'll work it out later. Details. Uh, details. Yeah. yeah, it's another. It's not really the time to uh, right. go into the nitty gritty of that. Oh, it's a whole big, you know. Yeah. We'd get nitty lawyers let's just, involved. Let's have fun right now. So we'll let the we'll let the lawyers work it out. Right. Later. Don't worry. Exactly. About it. And they work for me. So people like General Magruder two years ago who worked for the OSS, they thought they lost everything as far as covert operations. It's back on, baby. It's all back on the page because again, the page doesn't say very much. So. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to get ready to run wild. Now you said this on the last episode, but I want to make sure I understood you. So your, your contention, I think is this was vaguely worded because, because they wanted to be able to have plausible deniability, or would you say that it was vaguely worded and certain people got into the CIA early on and just ran wild kind of on their own or a little bit of both maybe. Can't go past a good MacGruber reference. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Yeah, now, like Stalin at Yalta with loosey-goosey wording you could drive a semi-trailer through, right. hundreds of major covert operations, 81 of them during Truman's second term alone, oh, would be driven through this other functions and duties right. <laughs> loophole. right. 81 in four years. That's uh, 20 a year. That's uh, one and a half a month (laughs) they were doing. (laughs) Like, how the fuck do you even come up with 81 secret covert operations in four years, let alone execute them? They just, I think they had like a random, they were like a random word machine. Right. They would just like Generate. get it to spit out words, you know, like banana <laughs> truck monster. Egypt. And they go, oh, yeah. oh, that's a great one. Yeah, a banana truck monster. Let's <laughs> let's make a huge monster banana and uh, put some wheels on it <laughs> turn and it uh, turn it into a bomb. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, push a button again. Yeah. Now, let's let's. And I hate to do this to you, but let's, you know, let's take a look at the law for a second. Now, normally, in order to conduct covert operations, you have to have the direct or implied authority of the National Security Council, which, who was that at the time? That was Truman, the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of State, and the military chiefs. But from what you're telling me is like, I think we're going to give that a miss. And kind of, I seriously doubt if all of 81 missions were discussed with the uh, National Security Council before they got the green light. It sounds like it was a bunch of cowboys just going at it. Speaking of cowboys just going at it. (laughs) Cowboy porn. No, no. Did you say something about breaking the law? Completely wasting, out of work and down, 
All inside it's so frustrating I drift from town to town Feel as though nobody cares If I live or die So I might as well begin To put some action in my life Nice Breaking the law, breaking the law 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 Whoa! Cowboy sex! No, this is the next one. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh. Uh, we do know that Rob Halford, lead singer of uh, Judas Priest, likes a little bit of cowboy <laughs> sex. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. I think you might be yeah. on the same. All those leather and chains was oh. a hint. Oh. We didn't pick it up at the time in the 70s, but, <laughs> but uh, now, later on we went, oh! No, that's what I'm you... Looking, I'm seeing you. I'm, yeah. seeing the, I'm seeing the village people. Right. I get it now. Yeah. Leather and nipples. He's like, could I have been more obvious, really? <laughs> I had chains strapped Me. to my nipples. Come on! Me and George Michael, I mean, we were trying to tell you something. I mean, you just weren't listening. Yes, yes. And now uh, we have. Oh, that's it. I mean, uh, that's that's enough for this uh, oh, episode. And on done. nipples. Yeah, okay, we're at, we're that's at, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> end on chained up nipples. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with more on the uh, early covert operations of the CIA. Curtain has descended across the continent.